0: Hey guys, welcome to On The Path Podcast. I'm your host, Cheryl Nemhard, and I'm so excited to continue the celebrations of Women's History Month. We are talking with my personal sheroes coming up next... I am so excited to bring these two ladies to you. They're the reason why I'm involved in an organization called Brave Global, which is literally around the world, changing the lives of at-risk girls. I'm speaking about Miley Waterman and Noemi Chavez, and they are the co-founders and CEOs of this organization. This conversation is for anyone who believes that girls are the future. We talk about sheroes in history and the lessons we learned from their sacrifices. We speak about what stands in the way right now for girls making history and how we can join hands to remove those obstacles and clear path listen on all available podcast platforms or subscribe to my youtube channel and watch there and i'll see you on the path
1: you're listening to on the path podcast with cheryl nemhart follow cheryl nemhart on all social media platforms
0: Hey guys, welcome to On the Path with Cheryl Nemhard. I'm so excited to have you with me, with us. We are here, as always, in the classroom of life. And it's Women's History Month, and I'm not sure if you've been tracking with me, but I wanted to highlight some sheroes in my life. These are people that I call powerhouses, lighthouses, they're blazing trails, and more importantly, they are impacting the way I live. And these two women are no exception. Oh my goodness, I've been waiting for this conversation we were supposed to have it in December but it is the right time no better time than Women's History Month I want to welcome Miley Waterman and Noemi Chavez welcome guys hello thanks for having us welcome to on the path I'm so excited to have you guys with me happy Women's History Month
2: Thank Back you. at you
0: likewise right uh, it's like it's like just a whoop whoop for all women out there <laughs> yeah. I would love to start the conversation. Uh, I know that both of you, the reason uh, that I'm really tied into your lives is through Brave Global, and we'll unpack what that incredible ministry and vision is. But why don't we introduce ourselves? Miley, why don't you start, if you uh, both could share who you are, what you do, and what your passions are, that'd be great. Miley, you go ahead.
2: Sure. I'm Miley. I am the CEO of Brave Global. And um, I am here in sunny Southern California. I have a husband of 18 years and a 12-year-old son and two dogs. And I am just passionate about uh, everything we do at Brave, which includes empowering the next generation i'm also very passionate about amplifying women's voices and uh, women's equality so this is uh, an exciting podcast for me to be a part of cheryl
0: Mm, awesome and noemi thank you so much miley hi um so
1: i i am the ceo no i'm not (laughs) I am the co-founder of brave because Miley is our CEO and I get to work with her and it's a gift to be able to do this amazing work with people that you love. And so um, I'm grateful for what God is doing through brave and what he's been doing from the very beginning Um, It's just a gift to be able to to move this mission forward with um, even the other gals who are a part of our board. And um, just, you know, when you're grateful for these things, they not only produce life in you, but they produce life in others. And it's not that we have to do this, but we get to do it. So um, I'm married to Joshua Chavez for uh, 19 years. It'll be 20 years this September. And I have two boys, um, 18 and 15. So, and one dog. Um, And also we pastor a church. My husband and I have been pastoring for almost 15 years in the greater LA area. So I'm grateful for um, even getting to shepherd uh, and lead God's house and God's people in multiple ways and
0: just happy to be with you, my beautiful sis. Miss you guys so much, and yes, that is Revive Church people. If you have not heard of Revive, you gotta look it up. I've been there. When I say been there, done that, man, I I I I fell in love the minute I walked in. People that are genuine, authentic, have a heart for the community, have a heart for God, and uh, it's an incredible, incredible ministry. Check it out. Well, guys, we're talking about Women's History Month today, Um, and I want to think. I think we should start off by talking about our own sheroes. I'd love to know who are the women in past, present history that uh, inspire you and why? Uh, I'll start with you, Noemi. So, I mean, there are so many women that have inspired
1: me and that, um, but I'll I'll, I'll mention, uh, first off, I'll mention one just like immediately my mom is one of my heroes and everybody who's ever heard me speak or shepherd hear me talk about her a lot. Um, but the reason she's one of my heroes is because, you know, she came into this country as, um, as an immigrant and, um, she was able to, to raise four children who are responsible adults, her alongside my father, of course, but she is like the pillar in her home. And even though there was such a big and ginormous language barrier for her. She found ways not only to communicate and to lead in her family, but the beautiful thing about her was that she always, always brought um, in the presence of God into our home. And so it didn't matter what we were facing as a family, which, you know, every family goes through different shades of hell. Um, (laughs) She really, um, Created an atmosphere of faith and peace in our home. So she's, she's a hero to me because in real life and in real world, I've been able to live her legacy and experience it. Um, but then if I'm, gonna, if I'm gonna talk about a woman in history who is a hero of mine, I would like to introduce to those who don't know about the Zapatista movement. There's a woman um, known as Comandanta Romana and um, Comandanta, um, Comandanta Ramona. And Comandanta Ramona, basically, she carries the titles of commander, uh, is a woman who uh, worked with the indigenous population in Chiapas and in Mexico. And she basically, what she did is created a movement with women um, who would no longer be forced into marriages, who would no longer live without education, who would no longer allow their children to live uneducated, um, who would stand, against, stand up against abuse. And so this woman created such a powerful movement and she was such a quiet soul. Like I am loud and like, you know, my personality can be pretty overbearing. But what I love about this woman is that she was, um, she had such a peaceful demeanor to her. And she was the small frame of a woman who had, who blazed such a path. Mm. for the women and children in her community in Mexico, so much so that as she joined the, 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 um, the Zapatista movement, um, the men included the laws that she was implementing for women in this movement. Wow. And now this Zapatista movement, one-third of its army is women. Wow. And um, <laughs> this lady was just, her alongside many other women who became commanders in this um what was known as a rebel movement, but basically she was a woman that was much, much like Jesus stood against the tensions of her time. um, The political tensions and stood for, for what would be transformative to others. So yeah,
0: there it is. And and fearless doing it. all. Wow. I'm so glad you, you, I I hope that everyone looks that uh, looks her up Uh, the name again, Commandanta. Ramona. Ramona, Thank you so mm-hmm. much for that. Thank you. I'd lo- love to hear that story. Miley, what about you as some sheroes in your life, uh, past or present?
2: Um, well, present day, I'll, I'll do the same thing as Noemi. She's in my family. She's my sister. She's uh, younger than me by five years. She's one of my my modern day heroes. She has a lot of kids. She's going to school. She is uh, working full time and she's uh, she, she just is like the Energizer bunny. I tell her every day, I don't know how you do it. There's a reason that God only gave me one child and two dogs. Uh, but uh, she's she's incredible. My uh, From the history, I would say that um, Catherine Booth, who was mm-hmm. the founder of the Salvation Army, she has an incredible story. And, um, you know, it was in the late 1800s when, of course, women really weren't speaking. I mean, it was just all males uh, leading the charges in churches and in religion, evangelism. And it was not until after she had her fourth child that she told her husband, Hey, I have a word. And he said, okay. And there she went on to, to preach um, and lead things alongside him not underneath him. And, uh, you know, of course, the Salvation Army has gone on to, you know, pave roads for um, so many different uh, marginalized communities. But I just think it's so beautiful that she was at the helm of all of that. And because she said, hey, I have a word.
0: Yeah. Hey, I have something to say. Mm hmm right? That's so powerful yeah. saying, Hey, I have a word. I have something to say. Yeah. I want to ask you guys as you, uh, you know, looking at Catherine Booth, looking at Commandanta Romana, um, <laughs> I, I would love to know for each of you, what is a lesson that we can pull from their life today that we can apply for ourselves as women? Any one of you can throw in. I'll, I'll
1: share. Yeah. I think a huge lesson was, um, the fact that there was a meekness about her. Um, and you know the scripture says that the meek inherit the earth and um, she didn't come with anger although there must have been a a fire of rage in her soul because of how women and children were treated in her community but she didn't approach leading with anger and so I think a huge lesson for me was seeing how her stance was not only strong and powerful Mm -hmm. um, but the approach was going to Uh, provide her platforms. And as a matter of fact, the Mexican government, she's the first representative of the EZLN movement, which is the Zapatista movement, who was allowed to travel the nation and speak in different venues because of her demeanor, because of how she spoke truth and freedom into communities of indigenous people. And so I, I feel like when, you know, the Lord does fight our battles for us, and yes, action is required, but I think that the posture of how we approach that action can make more of a way than if we allow our emotions to be the ones that lead.
0: So, so, so good. Thank you for that. And any lessons from Catherine's life for, for us, Miley?
2: Yeah. What, what speaks the most to me because I've been in both roles. I am a, I'm a leader now. Um, but I've been in many roles where I've been doing all of the work. And so Catherine was already doing all of the work before she started speaking and preaching. She was out there working with the poor. She was fighting for women's rights and children's rights and, um, the rights of people who are, uh, uh were struggling with addiction, but she wasn't speaking yet. She was, she was really behind the scenes doing the work. Um, so I, I think my lesson is like, if you don't say hey I have a word (laughs) nobody's gonna know so that's a big lesson like you got to make it known that you do have a word or you're just going to continue to be the one behind the scenes which is okay I think there are roles for everybody in both but if if God has assigned you to speak and he has assigned you the voice that's going and supposed to reach many many people he wants you to use it
0: oh I love that. So be confident in your calling, be confident in the gifts and in what God has given you and and speak up. Right. Mm -hmm. I love that. Listen, listen, guys, you know, let's we're going to go a little deeper because we got to have some real talk. Hashtag real talk. Um, (laughs) 2020 and 2021 has been for so many The toughest years of their lives as families, individuals, uh, business owners, ministry owners, so many people have lost jobs, lost their livelihood, lost loved ones through this horrible pandemic of, of coronavirus, COVID. Um, and then also emotionally, there's been so much going on with political upheaval, racial tensions, we've had mass murders just recently, of the Asian community, there's a, an uprising upro- of violence against them, just racism on the rise, it's just a really tough time. I want to know, what, what, what are the big lessons that you both are learning, even if they're hard, tough ones that we need to hear? I'd love for you to share and unpack. I'll start with you, Noemi. What's, what's the past 12 months been teaching you?
1: No, I think that in these 12 months, um, first of all, I've learned that I'm not the savior. Um, I've learned that as much as I want to um, bring change, I can't do it by myself. Mm. And what's been powerful in this season is that I have learned throughout the years to live in the tension of faith and politics, social justice, biblical truths. Um, and not that they all have to either blend together, but more so that they all have to submit to God's word. And what I have learned is that there are more people who think like I do.
2: <laughs>
1: God's army has risen during this pandemic. I have found my tribe and it's so interdenominational. It's beautiful. There are people who are willing to fight for justice. There are people who are willing to stand um, against the darkness and the evil of this world. Um, I've learned that I'm not alone in this journey. I've also learned who are not my allies. I right. d- disappointed and I have felt a deep sadness because I have seen, um, an experience that people not all, mm-hmm. uh, believe the way I do. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you have to believe the way I do. It's just that believing the way I do, believing in what God's word says and what God requires of us as believers is not easy. Um, I want to be a bridge. I want to be a bridge between, uh, political tensions, but I also want to be a bridge between the faith community and, and the community that isn't a faith. I want our, the body of Christ and the church, um, to be that center point where people are able to meet. And so I think in this season, some of the lessons have been, you're not alone. This isn't going to be easy. Um, But there is an army that is rising and and it's a fearless army and um, we're not attached to any political views. Political views don't own us. Um, Political parties don't own us. We are um, committed to God's word and we're committed to loving people the way God has called us to do so. So, yeah.
0: Miley, how about you? Uh, Let us know a little bit of your thoughts.
2: Well, I think in this last 12 months, I've learned that, I really like my family. (laughs) Like, I don't just love them. I like them a lot. We've been stuck at home together. And um, that's been a beautiful thing, it turns out. Um, You know, what I've learned about um, God's heart is that God's heart is really um, just for us not to be stuck. Like, I really feel like God's heart is for us to even though it's trying times for, for him to unearth so much and to dig up so much through the turmoil just shows that his heart is for us to be unstuck. And I think that in the last 12 months, so many of us, myself included had many days where we were stuck and maybe because we were feeling despair. I know Cheryl, you went through so much loss and um, you know, we all went through things that normally your church had to close down for so long and you had to find new new ways to minister, but like all of that unearthing and digging up just proved to me that God's heart is for us to be unstuck and to continue moving forward, no matter what the season.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. Also true. I, I, I learned so much and I, I love, I love what all of you said. And I think the thing that really resonates for me is that, um, I am not, I am not a savior. I am not a superhero. We try to be. I, I struggle with that. I want to save everybody, help everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but 2020 it threw it put me on my back. I I almost had a 10 count. I'm not going to lie. Um, I had seven deaths that I experienced, and and then a, a bunch of other really horrible things that were happening uh, with racial tensions. And as you speak up, I'm not sure if any of you experienced that. I was just getting bombarded, like the the racist rats were coming out of the woodwork, right? Um, Because people don't like truth. Truth hurts. Truth is uncomfortable. And so um, I love it. I love it. I love to live in that space. And I love that you know how to navigate both of you. The tensions, well said, uh, Noemi, about uh, church, state, social justice, all of it falls under God. Um, And that brings me to Brave, because I feel like Brave is this incredible organization that does that. It, 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 weighs so perfectly in the balance between all of these things. How did you do that? How did Brave come to be? Uh, tell us about the origin story of Brave and what it does. And let's let's get to know Brave a little bit.
2: You can right. go ahead,
1: Naomi. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Brave came to be about seven years ago. Um, we got some information. You know, information could change the way You view life and you also view yourself. And we learned that um, anywhere from 60 to over 80 and even up to 90 percent in certain states or cities of girls that are being trafficked at one point were in foster care or they were on probation or they were basically on a social worker's um, Manila folder, right (laughs) on their desk. And, um, we saw that as an opportunity and God began to just open the doors for us to have conversation with the department of child and family services and probation. And we basically asked them, give us a chance to impact the lives of these girls. um, through story and through relationships that could build uh, moving forward. And we were grateful for the opportunity to to gather the girls. And the first time we ever gathered girls that were on probation and in foster care, they literally were brought to us. And um, we had almost 200 girls come together and we were able to share stories of overcoming stories that would be healing stories that would be an encouragement to them. We wanted them to see women on stage who have found themselves in similar situations, um, who have overcome, who are successful, who are whole, both, you know, body, mind, and soul and spirit, all of it, like just healthy individuals that, um, have gone through hardships and difficulties, abandonment, um, abuse. We wanted the girls to know that it is possible to go through difficulties, but to know that um, you're able to survive, not only survive, what was really cool is that, we were given the permission to share fully. So the women who are on our stages have shared fully even some of their faith encounter and how faith has played a role in their healing and in their transformation wow. and in their strength and courage. So um, those were just the origins of Brave. And, you know, whenever you start with the seed, God will cause it to grow and do far more than you could have imagined or dreamed. And uh, Miley could speak into what Brave is doing now.
2: hmm. Yeah, so I mean, since then, that was seven years ago, like Noemi said, and now we are a you know, full-blown global nonprofit. We're coaching brave communities all over the globe to replicate what we birthed here in Long Beach way back when. And, um, it's turned into, you know, people doing, um, empowerment conferences for their youth, like we did, uh, as well as now virtual events. Uh, we have video series, Cheryl, you're directing our brave girls podcast, and we have, you know, all of the survivor led content coming out. So, I mean, even through the pandemic, God has been so faithful to this organization. He's allowed us to continue reaching the most vulnerable. And that's our mission is to reach the most vulnerable girl. And, you know, we believe that if we can do that and we can get in front of them with, um, our mission, which are our pillars, we see you, you matter, we're with you. Um, you know, we believe that we can with those messages, Change the trajectory of their path so they can walk in in that unique redemptive purpose that God intended just for them
0: I love that, oh my goodness, and I love the pillars we see you, you matter, and we're with you. Did I get that right? yep, yeah. yeah, that's incredible and that that vision, that sort of birthplace of that story you said noemi, that has expanded into several brave global chapters. Can you guys kind of list? where Brave is right now uh, in the world.
2: Yeah, sure. So we have almost twenty chapters here in the U.S. They're in all different cities, and what's beautiful about Brave is it can it can happen at any level. So we have some mega churches that invite a thousand girls at a time to their conferences. We have some smaller uh, public schools and other organizations that might host thirty or forty at a time. We do Brave Circles, which are small group studies with our curriculum, some of which you have written, Cheryl, and those are um, you know different cities just doing those um, small group, more intimate studies with uh, group homes and juvenile halls, et cetera. And then we have some other countries, Canada, uh, who is I love being that run one. by. We have other countries. Come on. <laughs> we do. We have other countries. Canada is, Um, is there so much momentum there, as you well know, Cheryl. I mean, the chapters are popping up all over Canada. They just did a really great virtual event. It was a yeah. huge success. And then we have, you know, they've done two events in the Congo. Um, we have uh, South Africa getting ready to do their event, Australia, the UK. So it's just, um, it really has caught on like wildfire.
0: I love it because girls are the future. That's why. Yes. And we need to invest in the next generation. And speaking of the next generation, and you know, I'm going to tie this in with Women's History Month. I've, I've been thinking about this question. and I think you guys are the perfect warriors to answer this. What are the obstacles that you think currently stand in the way for girls to make history? What are the challenges that they're facing? Noemi? You know,
1: I think that some of the challenges come from what we have known to be from the very beginning of a very, very patriarchal society where girls are not championed from even their childhood um, to do great things. Mm. And so, um, whether there's even some residue of that in the parenting, um, where oh you know the girl can play, but she can do this or she can play with that or she can pretend, and then the boy has to pretend to be something else. Like the girl can't be excited about you know you know riding a, a tractor and uh, doing construction. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the things that we still tell girls. And and the thing is, the reason I say this is because I'm the girl who likes to build. You know, I love to sand wood. I love to paint. I love to build things with my hands like I it gives me life and so I think that a lot of the conversation and a lot of the upbringing it still revolves around what we say girls cannot do Mm -hmm. and um, it's not like it's being done on purpose it's just that it's the residue of our history and um, some parents are being more intentional about not parenting that way um, some men and women are being more intentional about speaking and encouraging the dreams the 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 gifts that are in their daughters yeah. so that they can um, and, and granted the things that parents discourage daughters from pursuing are the very same things that when she does pursue those things the glass ceilings are like fiberglass like it's hard to break through those ceilings because those have, are really unscathed untouched. Yeah. Um, so parents will be like, I don't want her to go through the pain of having to be in a world where, you know, girls are not welcome. And so those things still exist. Yeah. And so girls who are gifted to be architects and builders, girls who are gifted um, to do so many, so many different career choices and jobs are discouraged because parents are being protective as opposed to saying my girl is the one that's going to break that glass ceiling, you know.
0: So, so, so well said. My goodness. Miley, another obstacle that you think stands in the way of girls making history.
2: Um, I, I really believe that it's just not being in touch with their true identity. Like there's a major identity crisis out there for young girls because they're finding their value based on how many likes their post is getting on Instagram or their TikTok now. Um, you know, and there's just um, so many of these things that Noemi's talking about, whether it's patriarchy or societal norms or, um, you know something that somebody else has said that they should be or a path that they've taken that they believe now is their truth. I mean, that just steals your identity. It just robs you of that. And you talk about that in the book that you wrote for us, Cheryl, too. I mean, it's not healthy. And so I think that, you know, that's a huge obstacle because it's all, especially in the last 12 months, it's been exasperated by this pandemic and people um, experiencing severe inequity, um, racial injustice. You know, there are just so many things going against finding out what your true identity really is and who you belong to and who gave you that unique purpose. There's, there's too many voices.
0: Yeah. I, I love that. I want to stay with you, Miley on this. So, so uh, kind of identifying some of these obstacles that we just spoke about, huge, mm-hmm. huge obstacles. Um, how does brave, uh, really work to combat those obstacles and clear the path, so to speak, so that girls can be all that they are destined to be.
2: Yeah, well, we, I mean, we have, like I mentioned, all of our content, our interactive journals, all of our curriculum, it's all written by people who we call survivors or even better overcomers, you know, people that um, have been through things and it's not just being written or recorded by by somebody that's coming from a clinical perspective. These are all women who have experienced um, exploitation, trafficking, rape, gangs, um, severe identity crisis in their own right when they were younger. And so having them speak to these girls and write to these girls and tell them that they have value, they matter, they are loved. Um, we really believe that those empowerment tools are what is going to change. I mean, you can't, you can't undervalue just the, the, the message that they're going to hear in one of these books or one of these video series.
0: So, so, so good. Noemi, I got a question for you. When you, when you think about the challenges that women are facing today, um, what do you want to say to those who are listening? When you think about, you spoke about so perfectly the challenges of girls, but just in general, the stuff that women are still fighting through. Do you have any words for that?
1: Um, you know what, there, there is strength in numbers. And I think that the way... Um, that I have dealt with the challenges as a woman and even as a communicator and as a pastor who is a woman who does speak to pastors and leaders and church planting organizations. Um, It's really about us intentionally being in a community and relationship with other women who are in those spaces. Um, if, if, If all we're doing is looking at each other from a distance as God's daughters and saying like, Oh, she's doing that too, but she's way over there and I'm over here. And um, I wonder which one of us is going to get the opportunity to speak on that stage. Cause they only pick one or two women to get to do it. Instead of us looking at each other from a distance, it's more about locking arms. And so you don't find your tribe because people come and look for you every time. I think that sometimes our pride will get pride will get in the way. And I've always been intentional about Um, reaching out to the women who I not only respect and admire but who are also trailblazing and so if more of us came together and were united in this effort then that flame would be all the stronger all the louder for other women to see like okay this is not just some random woman that got to lead strongly or passionately here and there's another one over there no they are all leading that's why i love all the stuff that's happening, even with the women's speaker collective right mm-hmm. and with everything that is taking place where it's like god's daughter saying we are an army we're not like lone rangers we're god's daughters moving the mission of the gospel uh forward and it's wrapped in in justice and in love and in in the goodness of jesus right so For women who are struggling with whatever glass ceilings they are facing, with whatever whatever things they might be going through that they feel boxed into because society has put them there, um, don't be afraid. Don't try to do this alone. Find the daughters in the kingdom, the women in your community, in your world, all around you. There are women who are much like you, who are bursting with gifts and abilities, who want to be championed and who you can champion and who are going to champion you first. And and here's the thing is you want to find the women that you want to do this for first, mm-hmm. not look for them for them to do it for you. Um if I respect you, I'm going to get in your space and I'm going to champion you.
0: Yeah.
1: And um I I need to be willing to to um have some relational equity in this relationship and i need to provide that so i'm not waiting for you to call me or to make me feel special i'm gonna i'm gonna run to be in your space and to connect with you and and let's inspire one another let's champion one another let's open doors for one another like come on this this is not meant
0: for us to do by ourselves Listen, I'm just gonna—I'm gonna be collecting the offering at this time. <laughs> We're just gonna call the choir. Right? Can I get the choir to come at this time? Listen, that was a preach right there. You could—you pa- get your donations too. <laughs> this this is, is why this of God preaches airware, as we say, airware. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, thank you, so Noemi, so 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 well said. I know that that's a sound bite that uh, we will be playing over and over. Absolutely needed. Um, can I ask you guys how, if people want to get involved with Brave Global, they want to support the vision in any way tangibly or through their time and efforts, can you give us some info, Miley?
2: Yes, of course. If you just want to stay in touch with us and follow us, we're really active on Instagram, uh, Brave Global Inc, I-N-C, and also on Facebook. And if you want to just see, if you want to be linked to all of our resources, our podcast, you can go to braveglobal.org. You can also go there to donate. Uh, Brave Global Canada is braveglobal.ca. So um, yeah, visit us, follow us. We would love to hear from you. You can email us and um, if you want to get involved or start your own Brave community, we'd be happy to coach you. Oh, I love it. Well, I got
0: a surprise question for you too. Uh, I can't wait to hear your answers. We're going to make them nice and powerful and potent and short and sweet. Uh, Fill in the blank for me, if you don't mind. And here's a question or here's a statement. It's time for what? It's time for what? Miley?
2: For women to challenge
0: patriarchy go ahead and make that bold statement with your chest just say the whole thing it's time for women to say from it's the top
2: time it's time for women to challenge
0: patriarchy yes it is yes it is uh and uh, noemi you as well uh, just start your sentence with it's time for and let it rip i would say it's time
1: for the church to rise and really represent the gospel of jesus unattached to political views or political parties
0: the gospel the pure gospel it's time come on it's time guys we are speaking with miley waterman and noemi chavez of brave global and where can they find what's the website guys
2: Braveglobal.org. Org. and on social medias how can we find you as well brave global inc inc it's on instagram and on facebook
0: Beautiful. Guys, thank you so much. Happy Women's History Month to you guys. You too, Cheryl. Thank you, Cheryl, for this opportunity. We love you. We love your
1: heart. We love your spirit. We love how you lead in every space that you do. I am honored to call you my friend and I can't wait to give you a big hug.
2: Thanks, guys. (laughs) Yes. And we're so grateful, Cheryl, for all that you do for Brave. And I I know we just have a few minutes. so I'm just going to say, Cheryl, is not going to tell you all the things that she does for Brave, but she is on our board as advisory. She's a creative director. She she does so many things. So I appreciate you so much, Cheryl.
0: Guys, nice, thank you so much. Um, I just love these ladies because they are giving of themselves every day to the point of sacrifice. And I think that that's what really qualifies a shiro, someone who puts their own agendas and stuff aside for the greater good. These guys are my heroes. You can't see the capes, but trust me you all, they're flying in the <laughs> wind. <laughs> To everyone that's listening, happy Women's History Month. Please go check out braveglobal.org uh, and like let's help women and girls be brave and be all that God has called them to be. Guys, have a great great one. See you guys later. Thank you so much, guys. Love you. I want to thank right now my goodness, Miley Waterman, Noemi Chavez, for their incredible words of truth, inspiration, honesty, and sharing the incredible birth story of Brave Global. The minute I found out about Brave, my heart was hooked. I knew that this was a place that I would dedicate all of my energy and time to helping pour into the next generation. Did you know that girls are the future? Did you know that they can change the world? All they need is for us to pour in and let them know that we got their back, that they can be anything they want to be, that they are greater than they know, and that their voice can change the shape of history. And I am so excited to be part of this organization. I invite you to check them out once again at braveglobal.org. Or if you are a resident of Canada, please, please check out braveglobal.ca and uh, check out what we're doing here in Canada to change the lives of girls. And as I always say, guys, keep living, keep learning, keep loving. And I'm going to add today, keep carving a path. For the next generation, girls are our future and they are the ones that will shape history. Happy women's history to you. I'll see you on the path. Thanks for
1: listening. Please like, download and subscribe. This has been an Exousia Media Production.